Welcome to the Virgin Diabetic Podcast. My name is Denise Panzers, and I'm a diabetes and holistic lifestyle coach. Type 2 diabetes is a chronic disease, and it plagues over 34 million in the U.S. and hundreds of millions worldwide. I was one of those unlucky people to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and prescribed medication with four daily insulin shots. It left me devastated. But then I realized, contrary to what everyone told me, I could reverse my diabetes. And my happy day was when I eliminated all medication and all insulin. Join me on this journey to learn and gain insight on reversing the effects of your diabetes. Being diagnosed with diabetes is never good news, and you might be wondering what options you have to help you toward better health. If you don't successfully change your diet, doctors usually prescribe drugs, sometimes several, which treat the symptoms of high blood glucose, but not the cause. The cause of insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes is glucose toxicity due to our diet, consuming too many carbs, which are converted to glucose in our blood. Nutritional supplements like lysolin can slow the progression of diabetes and possibly reverse it. Lysolin is the only product that targets the cause of insulin resistance and diabetes itself. Lysolin's safe, healthy, and natural formula acts like a glucose sponge so that glucose does not end up becoming toxic. Lysolin has proven to work in clinical studies for people with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. Visit Lysolin.com, L-Y-S-U-L-I-N.com and start today to help yourself to better health. everyone. Thank you for joining me today. We have some exciting news about hearing today. I am with John Hoagland, who has spent 37 years in the hearing healthcare field and is a nationally board certified hearing instrument specialist and audio Christologist. He and his wife, Patricia, have founded and established audio centers throughout Southwest Florida, from Naples and Bonita Springs to Estero, Fort Myers, and Cape Coral. John started a lecture series in 1985 and has given thousands of lectures to groups throughout the country. John is an expert in treatment of nerve deafness, noise-induced hearing loss, and advancements in the treatment of tinnitus or ringing ears. He shares his knowledge of how conditions like diabetes, dementia, and even Alzheimer's disease are associated with hearing loss. John says, there is hope for a quieter world for those with head noises. Well, hello, John. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I do want to let our audience know, you and I have done a number of lectures together, combining your knowledge with hearing and diabetes, and of course, my talking on diabetes. You draw crowds to all of your lecture series. People want to come and hear what you have to say. So really, one of the things I know you talk about is getting a baseline audiogram. Can you talk a little bit about that and then also share why that's really important for those with diabetes to make sure they get that done as well? 
Certainly. And it is such a pleasure to be back uh, co-hosting and working with you on uh, projects because both of our patient bases are intertwined. Diabetics are twice as likely to have hearing loss as non-diabetics. Now, a baseline audiogram, we test the hearing at each of the individual pitches a person can hear and chart how well they hear them and give them a dated copy for their medical records. The Surgeon General recommends that hearing tests be done from 50 and above every five years and 65 and above every two years. But I think the most important is the baseline. Sometimes people walk into my practice and they'll say something like, John, my doctor started me on three medications I've never taken before in my life. And the last three weeks, I think my hearing has changed quite a bit. Can you check it? So I do a test, I find the problem, and they're right. It's the kind of problem the medication might be causing. So I say, well, please write to my doctor for me. And I'll say, sure, let me see a copy of the last hearing test before you started the medication. And I don't know what it is about ears, but nobody thinks to check them till after the disaster has occurred. So the last test might be 30 years old and completely useless for our purposes. So what our methodology, since we've been in the community since 2003, we never wanted expense to be a barrier to knowledge. So we do these tests on a complementary basis for both family members. And we give you a dated copy I want you to hang on to. So if in the future anything changes, and then I see sudden change due to a virus, due to a TIA or a mini stroke, changes from diabetes and prediabetes are, are very, very well documented. People from chemotherapy, of course, is a big one. Medication, radiation, even an auto accident where the airbags blow up because they're so darn loud. Now you can always say, this is what my hearing was like in 2020. What happened from the auto accident, I can prove it. What happened from the anesthesia, and I can prove it. But most importantly, what's going on and how is my hearing being affected by my diabetic condition? So you bring up a really good point about documenting, having that information. So I think that's one point. It's very important that we include that with our hearing, not just only our blood tests that we typically would have, but do you find that many folks tend to forget about getting their hearing checked regularly? We go to the doctor for diabetes and other chronic disease three, four times a year, but we don't, for some reason, seem to have the same thought process when it comes to our hearing. It's true. It is one of the tests that is neglected. And we've tried to educate primary cares about it. And what we also do, by the way, as a service is we will furnish a copy of that test to your primary care. We will furnish a copy to your endocrinologist and we'll write up a report for them. And sometimes as they start seeing more and more reports come in, they put the two and two together, how important this is to have. Good. Okay. You also mentioned about the change of medication. And for diabetics, that can be fairly frequent where medication changes come into play. So I think to note what you said about some medication can actually affect our hearing, I really hope that our diabetic population is out there listening that they really need to incorporate the care of their hearing. And one of the things, you know, I know you are so passionate about is talking about comorbidities 
and hearing loss, especially with diabetes. Can you let our audience know a little bit more about that and things that they should really be cognizant of? Certainly. Well, a comorbidity basically is defined as this medical issue can influence this medical issue. So you take a classic one. Diabetics often have peripheral neuropathy. They start to lose the feeling in their feet. They aren't as steady as they once were, and that makes a much higher risk of falls. Untreated hearing loss dramatically increases the risk of falls as well. According to Johns Hopkins research, mild untreated hearing loss makes it three times as likely to suffer a fall moderate six times, and severe untreated. Now, untreated always refers to not wearing hearing aids. This seems to go away when people are wearing hearing aids, but that makes them nine times as likely to suffer a fall. So you've got the peripheral neuropathy making you more prone to fall, plus the untreated hearing loss. It's a bad combination, but it's really a bad combination cognitively. So diabetics are much more likely to have mild cognitive impairment, MCI, than the average population. But the MCI turning into dementia and Alzheimer's is sadly way too high in the diabetic population. Untreated hearing loss is known to affect memory and cognitive function as well. A different Hopkins research by Dr. Lin showed Mild untreated hearing loss doubles the risk of dementia, doubles the risk of memory problems later in life, and doubles the risk of Alzheimer's, which is the area where most people kind of sort of begrudgingly admit something is going wrong, makes it three times as likely, but severe untreated, again, not wearing hearing aids, severe untreated makes it five times as likely. So the diabetes is increasing the risk and the untreated hearing loss is increasing the risk. While the diabetes is increasing the risk of the hearing loss in the first place. And it's not a one plus one equals two relationship. It's a multiplier, almost exponentially more damage. And so, you know, the simple things as things go on, I'm a big believer in a sound mind and a sound body. I hope they find a cure for this dementia and Alzheimer's in our lifetime. We see it, especially in our nursing home programs, and it's horrible what it does to people. And so taking care of the easy steps. I'm one of those I like to stack the deck in my favor, and if we can nip it in the bud with the hearing loss and get that part solved, that's easy peasy. And then as things progress, you know, we'll check you once a year, we'll reprogram them if your diabetes has you at a more accelerated loss of hearing than other people, but you really want to stay on top of it. Knowledge is power when it comes to your health, and I think every single diabetic or pre-diabetic should know where they stand. And so should their medical specialists. So I'll furnish those tests to your doctors. Okay. And that's great because I don't think a lot of folks realize that you will actually provide that information to their physicians. And to me, that gives us more of that team effort for the patient. Don't you agree? 
that phrase, it takes a village to take care of the hearing impaired and as well as the diabetic. And everybody working on the same page really stacks the deck in the patient's favor. So yes, we will communicate this to anyone who you would see fit. We can communicate with your family. In fact, we often request that people have family members present during the evaluation. Their voices are familiar. So when I do speech testing, it's definitely more accurate and as well as just basically having the whole family in the know of everything. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. Good. So one other thing I'd like us to be able to share, and I think you and I can definitely play off of each other on this one, is, you know, what do we want our diabetic population to do to help improve their hearing? And I do understand that high insulin as well as high glucose levels can actually bring on tinnitus. And uh, I know a lot of my diabetic clients can struggle with that. So from my perspective as the diabetic coach, I wanna help them reduce their insulin and their glucose levels so we can work on one side to help improve that. And on your side, you know, I think for those of us who don't regularly get hearing tests, You also brought up the point about listening to someone's speech. And I don't think folks realize when they go in for a hearing test with you and your team that you're going probably a little bit deeper than a lot of other audio centers that I've seen. Can you talk a little bit more about what you're doing on your end? Well, how you hear the beeping sounds gives us one piece of the puzzle. But how you understand speech gives us a lot more. And a family member, especially like if someone is married, well, it's a reproducible voice. Most people by this stage of our life are with who we're going to stay with. And instead of this clinician did the test this year, this clinician, it's apples to apples. This is how I understood my wife then. This is how I understood my husband then. This is how I'm understanding them now. The tinnitus piece of the puzzle, when I opened my office in Estero, I called it Southwest Florida Tinnitus and Hearing Center. And I put tinnitus first to let people know there's hope. Most of the answer from the medical community, when you mention ringing ears, it goes something like this. Suck it up, buttercup. You're stuck with this for life. Nobody will ever be smart enough to give you a smidge of help or hope. And it's going to get worse. Get ready. Have a nice day, pay on your way out. And I always thought that was a horrible message. So we tried to be an educational resource for tinnitus. There's three different prongs of the tinnitus stool. There's the sound that the patient hears, how much that sound draws our attention, and then how much stress or distress that causes. So stress fuels tinnitus. And people in this pandemic times have been on a godly amount of stress. So there's never been more calls to the tinnitus hotline that the American Tinnitus Association provides, or even the suicide hotline. And you add the stress of dealing with diabetes, especially the complex cases, and it just becomes a wicked circle. But don't ever believe that no one can help you. Uh, We do free tinnitus assessments as well. We'll walk you through it, help you understand it, incorporate medical intervention if that's needed, because some cases can be a little bit more serious, especially when it's only in one ear. But the biggest thing is know where you stand. You know, don't just dismiss it as it's something that I should stop looking into or stop learning. You know, continue to grow in your knowledge and understanding of every one of your health 
concerns. And on that same note, I think people should take full advantage of your coaching opportunities to sit down and go through their numbers with them, understand their diet, understand their lifestyle, understand how they're doing, and get answers from you. You have personally helped family members, and it's been a tremendous thing to watch that once they know what they're doing, they can make much better choices. Yeah, I agree. And thank you for that. And again, I do really think it is a team effort. Our family, those in the medical community, you in our hearing community, I think it's so important. You have some wonderful stories that I have heard you share. Is there one in particular about what you hear from some of your patients from when they've had trouble to how you've been able to help them and get them across the line that you would love to share today with us? You take the tinnitus population and there's the lack of sleep. And with some people, it is just horrific that when they try to sleep, the tinnitus takes over and it just I met one gentleman, and when I first met him, he told me nine years of his life, he had averaged an hour and a half sleep in the night because his tinnitus was so wicked. The life's changing story with that. You know, we got him up to six and a half hours eventually with a lot of effort and time. And it's a process. It's a marathon, not a sprint with the severe tinnitus patient, but we get there. And now he had, once he got to six and a half, his wife came in on a day he wasn't even scheduled and said, basically, thank you for giving me my husband back. This is the guy I married. Now, I didn't recognize that man after a while because sleep deprivation was how they used to torture prisoners of war to get him to crack. Wake the guy up, wake the guy up, and he'll eventually crack and tell you anything just to get a good night's sleep. This man had nine. So for some of them, the interactions with family, the interactions with grandchildren, being able to hear and understand, and mom comes out of her shell and she becomes much more part of the family again, those are delightful as well. But when you help somebody with that severe tinnitus problem, sometimes it's a life-saving situation. So the biggest step is the first step of knowing where you stand. And as you know, the earlier somebody makes lifestyle changes when there's sugar scores and the are starting to go up, the better. Small health problems are easier to handle than big health problems. So the happiest people with hearing aids, by the way, are the ones that start earliest. You know, since the dawn of time in audiology, the rule has always been the same with hearing aids. Whoever starts with the mildest prescription wins. And I think we know almost everywhere else in healthcare that is such a blessing to catch an early stage health problem before it's developed a lot of layers of complication and become more challenging to treat. But sometimes people, when it comes to their hearing, want to roll the dice or play Russian roulette. How much worse can I let this thing get before I have to face it and deal with it? And I know in your fields, people are starting to see their numbers go in the wrong way and their A1C is not where it should be, but they wait until it gets to be a more severe problem before they let it catch their attention. And the biggest message I think we both share with everybody is nip it in the bud as soon as it starts. Don't let it get to be a big deal and everybody wins. I could not agree with you more on that one. So I know you've got a number of offices here in Southwest Florida, and I know that your client base, some of them live here full-time and many others are here part-time. So I just want to share with our audience To be honest, if you ever come down to Southwest Florida, this is where you should get your hearing tested. I have learned more from John and his team 
especially how hearing and diabetes can be issues, you know, kind of sister issues, but you have provided so much more education for folks. And like I said, all of your lectures are jam packed because of all that information and the knowledge that you actually share with our communities. So if you could just clarify for us uh, today where your offices are located, if somebody wants to schedule a free hearing test to at least get going, and then also with the pandemic going on right now, are you actually open? And if you are, how are you handling things? So the pandemic has changed things for everybody. And unfortunately, a lot of people, even their own clinics have been closed because the audiologists they work with may have children at home and there's no child care, or there's a spouse who's at high risk and they've had to go on really restricted hours. So we're trying to get the message out that if anybody has broken hearing aids, we want to fix them. Things have changed when people go into hospitals now. They go in alone and the family member can't help them, and people are wearing masks, and so it's harder to hear and to communicate. So I can't stand the idea of anybody having broken hearing. So we're fixing anybody's hearing aids, any warranty repairs are completely free of charge, and if you are at risk, then all somebody has to do is get your hearing aids to me with in a Ziploc bag with your name and phone number, and we'll get them working, and we'll get them up to speed. If you have a hearing test, that's a bonus. A lot of people don't, but after this calms down, we'll get you that hearing test for your medical records, so you'll always have it. And we're able to do some telemedicine. We're really concentrating on curbside check-in, so people remain in their vehicle until we're ready to see them, so that we can disinfect the office between each people. We use the masks and the gloves and the sanitizer and, and the distancing when we're in the office. You'll be there all by yourself with your clinician and your family member. And then our offices um, in the North Naples Benita area, we're next to a national landmark called Royal Scoop Ice Cream at 158th Street. In Estero, we're in the Brookstown Center, which is where Coconut Road intersects Three Oaks Parkway. We're right by Gulf Coast Hospital on Metropolis in Fort Myers. And in North Cape, we're to the, on Del Prado, right near Vizcaya, not far from the Lee Health Center over there in a building. And we have one centralized phone number we've used throughout the pandemic. And our pandemic hotline is 239 360-3753. And again, my wife and I never wanted expense to be a barrier for knowledge. So all your tinnitus consultations, all of your hearing tests, the copy forwarded to your doctors, the information we give you, the repair of any of your warranty repair, there's no charge for any of it. So, you know, all I have ever asked in exchange is if you like our clinicians, you learn a lot and you like the way you've been treated, tell other people about us. That's how Patricia and I have had our business for the last 30 years. And, you know, we just want everybody to get the knowledge that they need. Yeah, that's wonderful. And you do have a number of offices. They're all conveniently located. And you and I are pretty much on the same page where, yeah, we both of us give that free consultation because it's important people have a chance to get to know us, what we may be able to help them with, and then help set up that plan of how can you be successful in your hearing and diabetes and your overall health. 
John, where can folks go to your website? Can you share that with us as well? Sure. And that is hoaglandfamilyhearing.com. And Hoagland is spelled H-O-G-L-U-N-D, hoaglandfamilyhearing.com. And again, our local hotline is 239-360-3753. And one last thing that I have to point out. When you said several times that when you see a lecture, it's a packed house. Well, it's especially a packed house if you're my co-speaker. So you get to see big crowds because you're there. And our patients have learned so much from you about their diabetic condition. And I really, really appreciate the collaboration and working together because both of these can be very challenging topics to deal with. And people that are dealing with both diabetes and hearing loss and tinnitus and risk of falls and and maybe some mild cognitive things coming on, just know we'll all work together to help you any way you can. And you will learn a lot if you have one of those compliments sessions with Denise. She's changed the life of our, some of my family members again, and our patient base was so appreciative to get to have a time to spend with you and to learn what you have learned in committing your life to the diabetic community. Well, thank you. I appreciate that again. And I think we're getting to have some of the smartest customers and clients around between all of the training that we've been doing for folks. So touche. It's been very good in being able to share that knowledge across the board. So again, so it's hoaglandfamilyhearing.com, H-O-G-L-U-N-D. I highly recommend folks come and work with you. I think premier hearing specialists here in Southwest Florida and people come from all over to be able to get the help that they need, especially even with tinnitus, which as you mentioned, most folks do not actually get the help that they need. So I think it's so important that you don't have to always fight something, learn what you can do to actually help yourself. So, John, I want to thank you again so much for spending time with us and sharing this wonderful information. I know our audience is going to learn something new that they probably haven't heard of already. And uh, I hope folks really do come to see you because it's definitely worthwhile. So thank you so much. I wish you well. And I certainly look forward to our next lecture series when we get started again. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with your listeners and uh, knowledge is power. Just keep learning, keep learning, and it will be all of your conditions are easier to deal with once you know the things you need to know. Absolutely. Thanks again. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode. To hear how the natural supplement Lysolin works for me and many of my clients, visit Lysolin.com, L-Y-S-U-L-I-N.com for more information. Please do not consider this as medical information. Always consult with a physician before making any changes. New episodes are released on the first and third Wednesday each month. And for more information or a free consultation, visit reversemydiabetes.net. And as always, I wish you the best of health.